This is Roberta Foster, and welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO 91.7 FM, The Word. And today I welcome Chris Thurman to Author's Corner, and he has written Emotionally Healthy Christianity. And he'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. Let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Chris Thurman. He is a psychologist, a best-selling author, and a popular speaker. His passion is to help people live life in the most emotionally healthy way possible. And Chris is the author of numerous books, including the bestseller, The Lies We Believe, and has conducted hundreds of personal growth seminars for churches around the country. And he and his wife, Holly, have three adult children and four grandchildren that they think hung the moon. So, Chris, thank you so much for being with us today. Roberta, thank you for having me on the program. I appreciate it. Emotional stability is something that seems to be in the news quite a bit or in the number of books that come across my desk. And so you want to um, make it possible for people to learn how to be emotionally healthy in their Christianity and following like the psychology of Christ. So uh, tell us a little bit more about what you hope to accomplish through your book. Well, the book is uh, a culmination of the last uh, 40 years of being a psychologist. I've always had an interest in what does the Bible have to say about psychological health. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, this book is really an effort to try to look at the life of Christ from that perspective in terms of suggesting that he was the only person to ever walk the planet who was psychologically perfect, uh, the personification of emotional health, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I felt led to break that down into different aspects of what that means, different attributes of psychological health that he uh, possessed. And so in the book, I go into uh, what those 12 are, and how we can uh, put them into our lives in a more uh, healthy and productive manner. And so you have those 12 psychological attributes broken down into individual chapters. Um, Did you put them in the chapters in the order of what you would call importance, or how did you even decide what order to put them in? Yeah, I I didn't put them in the order of importance. Um, I thought about that, but I just thought, you know, it's it's really hard to do that, and they're all incredibly important things to Mm -hmm. work on in terms of our own psychological health. Um, The list of the 12 developed over the last 40 years, so I just kept kept reading, uh, kept thinking, kept uh, asking God to help me understand what the most important psychological health attributes are. Mm -hmm. And so as the list unfolded, you know, I was a little bit surprised that a couple of things made the list that I hadn't anticipated. But then most of them were things that I had kind of understood along the way as a psychologist as to how to help people be emotionally healthy. Okay. Well, so why don't you give us a few examples of these attributes? We aren't going to be able to talk in depth about all 12 of them, but uh, maybe two or three. Well, I start with 
the attribute of emotionally healthy people seek to serve. Okay. Uh, so one of the things that we know in the mental health field is that people who are fundamentally takers, selfish, uh, even narcissistic, mm-hmm. are the least are the least emotionally unhealthy people. So when you look at the life of Christ and you see this staggering statement that he came to serve, not to be served, mm-hmm. that that was one of the attributes that I knew had to go in the book is, look, if you're trying to be a psychologically healthy follower of Christ, you have to go out there every day seeking to meet other people's needs, not trying to get other people to meet yours. Mm. So that was one of them that I thought was just essential to uh, put in the book. Uh, Another one is the idea that emotionally healthy people have an accurate view of reality. Uh, And that gets into the whole area of the renewal of the mind and how uh, many times we buy into faulty ways of looking at life, God, people, work, marriage, kids, all that kind of stuff. And that's why I wrote the book, uh, The Lies We Believe, years ago, mm-hmm. was I wanted wanted to help people better understand how what they call stinking thinking can really be their mm-hmm. undoing from an emotional health standpoint. So that was another one that made the list. A third that I might mention is emotionally healthy people take appropriate responsibility, meaning that they don't blame their own emotions and actions on others. They own what they think and feel and do. Uh, They don't blame those on other people for triggering them. They basically say, look, I'm feeling angry, not you made me mad. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to take responsibility for yelling at you, not you made me yell at you. Mm -hmm. So this issue of emotional health being tied to You've got to own your own stuff. You can't be blaming your issues on other people just because they triggered you. Mm. Well, that's a good start to um, learning about the book, Emotionally Healthy Christianity, written by Chris Thurman. And its uh, subtitle is Following in the Psychological Footsteps of Christ. And you are listening to Author's Corner. I'm Roberta Foster. So, Chris, you gave us some insight into some of the chapters that you've written about. Do you have some thoughts about why Christians have such a hard time following in this psychological footsteps of Christ? Well, I, I don't pretend to have that figured out or <laughs> completely understood. I would say this. Every human being, whether they're a believer or not, struggles with emotional health. It's just common unto all of us that we, because we come into the world with, you might say, a broken thinker, Mm -hmm. a broken feeler, and a broken will, we all struggle to uh, live life in a psychologically healthy way. For believers, what concerns me is that we we don't tap the power of the Holy Spirit like we need to. And that's another chapter mm-hmm. in the book is the, the role of the Holy Spirit's power to guide us to a more emotionally healthy life. Um, so a lot of times believers labor in their own flesh, their own power, uh, and that's 
one reason why believers sometimes don't make any progress is they're trying to do it apart from the power of God, mm-hmm. apart from apart from His wisdom, apart from His truth, and so uh, they kind of defeat themselves when they're trying to get it done in their own strength rather than in the strength of God. Mm. Well, that is one of the questions I was going to ask you. In chapter 3, you write about the Holy Spirit 101, is how you title that. Um, So go into a little bit more information on uh, on the content of that chapter. Well, the content of the chapter is largely about the functions of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And I would would highlight a few. One is uh, the Holy Spirit is to guide us to truth. So that's one of the functions of the Holy Spirit. And so we need to ask every day directly, and and this is where we play an important part, because if we're not in the Word, if we're not reading, if we're not studying, Mm -hmm. then the Holy Spirit's going to have a harder time guiding us to truth, because He has less to work with. So every day we need to be in the Word, we need to be reading and studying things, and then the Holy Spirit can guide us to greater clarity about uh, what is true and how we need to be thinking about things as we go through life. Another function of the Holy Spirit is to convict us, not condemn us, but convict us of sin. Uh, So every Mm -hmm. day we need to ask the Holy Spirit, would you please help me to understand the ways that I'm thinking, feeling, and acting that don't align with your perfect Mm -hmm. will for me? Mm. Now, the Holy Spirit's not going to condemn. There is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, But a lot of believers don't really ask the Holy Spirit to bring clarity about their thoughts, Mm -hmm. feelings, and actions being misaligned with those of the Lord. So that's another function that we need to turn to the Holy Spirit for. Mm. Does that make a little bit of sense? Absolutely. You know, I love for people to talk more about the Holy Spirit. I feel um, his part of the Godhead is is overlooked many times, and so I was appreciative of seeing that in your book. Uh, in, In your book also on page 125, you write... To be emotionally healthy followers of Christ, we must face the problems life throws our way rather than run from them and need to be willing to properly help others face their problems when called to do so. And you say the real issue is whether we will find the courage to square up to the painful problems that come our way or whether we will run from them. And so learning to deal with our problems as part of becoming emotionally healthy in our following Christ, I would say. Yeah, I think uh, this is another important uh, aspect of emotional health for believers is not only was the Lord here to serve, not to be served, not only did he think in a perfectly accurate way about reality, Not only did he take responsibility completely for his own thoughts, feelings, and actions every day, but he never ran from a problem, okay? That's another important attribute Mm -hmm. of being a healthy follower, is you've got to square up with your issues. And the reason the enemy doesn't want us to is because he knows problems get worse when we run from Mm -hmm. them. It's just that simple. 
that little noise under the hood of your car that would have cost 300 bucks to fix <laughs> is $3,000 a month later. So a healthy follower of Christ is willing to have the courage every day of what are the problems in front of me and, and what, which ones can I take on today and uh, how can I put those behind me because each day has enough trouble of its own. Mm. Well, Chris, you've given us a lot to think about and insight into your book, Emotionally Healthy Christianity. Why don't you tell our listeners how they can find out more about this book and uh, others that you've written and uh, what you're up to? Well, the simplest way would just be they can go on Amazon and pull the book up by title. And, uh, you know, how they'll let you look inside a book in terms mm. of the table of contents and all of that. So if anybody's interested, they could learn more about the book that way. I don't say this for any other reason than to just note it, but I'm turning 70 tomorrow, and I feel like the Lord's having me spend the next 10 years of my professional life working on this one issue with the body of Christ, is mm. how can we be more like the Lord psychologically, not just morally, that's incredibly mm -hmm. important, but how can we be emotionally healthy followers of Christ so that we bring greater honor and mm -hmm. glory to God? So that's what the next, uh, if I get 10 years, that's what I'm hoping to put the next 10 years to good use doing that. Amen. Well, that sounds like a marvelous purpose for the next 10 years of your life. And <laughs> and we thank you for all that you've poured into in this book. And I'll remind the listeners one more time. I've been talking with uh, Dr. Chris Thurman, and it's his book, Emotionally Healthy Christianity. And we certainly thank him for giving us a copy of the book to talk about today. And if you uh, missed any part of today's interview or would just like to hear it again, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. I'm Roberta Foster, and you're listening to Author's Corner. Join us again next time. Do you have five minutes for God? I'm Pastor Ed Wilson, and I believe there's no better way to begin each morning than spending a little time with Him. That's why every weekday morning I bring you a short devotional broadcast designed just for that. Look up God's Five Minutes wherever you get your podcast to kickstart your spiritual walk for each day. We'll always do it in five minutes or less. Have you talked to God today?